Welcome to the Scandinavian Mind podcast, our weekly show about how technology is changing the creative industries. Today on the program, how the Nordics are leading in textile innovations. We are revisiting a talk we hosted at SIF, Copenhagen International Fashion Fairs, earlier this year. The talk was part of our transformation series, where we explore technological breakthroughs in fashion. In this talk, we cover the potential of new recycling methods, why talking about fibers is all the rage for fashion companies, how Marimekko, Adidas and H&M are investing in new methods, what new directives from the EU will mean for the fashion industry, and why Finland is putting so much effort into these technologies. Speakers were Marika Ularanta, head of decarbonization industries at Business Finland, Jarko Havas, head of concept at Spinova, and Olli Kekkonen, co-founder and CEO of Bioproducts Group. My name is Konrad Olsson, I'm the editor-in-chief and founder of Scandinavian Mind, and the reason we're publishing this conversation now is on the occasion of our upcoming Transformation Conference, a twin event taking place in Helsinki in Stockholm during summer of 2023. The aim is to empower innovation through knowledge sharing and network opportunities between tech companies, fashion brands and investors. The first edition of Transformation Conference takes place in Helsinki soon on May 25th, about three weeks from now. If you want to know more and visit that conference, go to scandinaviamind.com transconf and you can sign up there. And don't forget to order your copy of our lovely new print magazine, Scandinavian Mind issue 4. Go to scandinaviamind.com and a link will take you to our distribution partner, Paper Cut. All right, that was it. Here now, my conversation with Marika Ularanta, Jarko Havas, and Uli Kekkonen from Copenhagen earlier this year. Enjoy. This is a super fascinating topic, and we at Scandinavian Mind have been covering this quite extensively. Uh, I want to start with you, Jakob, because I think you really have spearheaded this uh, with Spinova, and you also have done some really high-level collaborations with brands such as Adidas uh, and H&M Group and Bestseller and so forth. Can you just give a little introduction to Spinova for those who don't know your technology since before? Sure, yes, thank you. And it's great that we have actually three Finnish organizations representing Nordics here. So we'll do our best. But yeah, so Spinova uh, is in its heart a technology company. Uh, We have, or our co-founder and and others have founded and patented a technology to make fiber in a completely new way. Uh, and, And now, making that fiber is an extension of, of that. So we are a technology and a fiber company mm. and, and also are working in the supply chain with our brand partners to make fabrics uh, together with those brands. Uh, so, so that's what Spinova does. Um, and, and it's all about sustainability. It's about making fiber in a way that um, has a much smaller footprint than conventional fibers in many cases. Uh, and in that way, we are here to help uh, fashion brands, but also companies in other industries that use fiber uh, to lower their impact and to create uh, even positive impact in the world around them, uh, environmentally speaking and, and, uh, and beyond. And from a fashion perspective, can you explain a little bit about how this becomes fashion? How does your product end up in uh, uh, yeah. a piece of fabric or a piece of... Uh, you, you put it very well. So fibers are the things that make yarn 
that you then weave or knit into mm. fabrics and then make into garments. Mm. So that's how it happens. But uh, it's not that simple. Many brands um, don't go beyond procuring garments, maybe fabrics in some cases, but seldomly beyond that. Um, and, and therefore, we're just finding out, even with these big companies, new ways of working together, how to get that fiber all the way to the end user um, in a new way, mm. because these brands are looking for these technological solutions to lower their footprint, for example, uh, having a fiber that has lower CO2 footprint, but don't know how to get that all the way to garment as they haven't done that before. Yeah. So it's new territory for everybody. And you've done collaborations with, as I mentioned, Marimekko, Adidas, H&M and others. I'm sure there must be a learning curve for these companies to understand these, some of these technologies. Uh, can you talk a little bit about how you, you work there? Yeah, um, it is a long learning curve. In, in, indeed, just the way we work together is, is something new. Mm. Um, it's about learning expectations. It's about meeting future regulatory requirements in terms of your CO2 footprint, for example. Um, and it's about learning how to make a new fiber into a ready-made garment. Mm. Um, and it's, it's taken some time. I mean, some of our longest lasting partners like Adidas and Marimek, we've worked years with them. Um, and only last year, um, launched uh, really the first commercial products, although there have been some trials with Marimekko, for example, earlier on. Right. Oli, I'm going to move over to you. Uh, you're a bit newer on the market, yeah. let's say. Uh, can you describe the Nordic Bioproducts Group and, and the work that you do to the audience? Yes. We are uh, uh, Alta University, spin of Alta University is, uh, is one of the leading uh, uh, universities in, in, in the world when it comes to the cellulosic materials and, 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 and research and development of cellulosic materials. If I would say that we are, let's say, a powerhouse of innovations in R&D, uh, also we have developed a, a methodology to produce sustainable textile fibers out of cellulosic materials. Mm. And one of the, the, let's say, the Nordic companies that has come up with a similar a bit similar kind of uh, technologies, but we all, I think we all are producing a bit different kind of uh, fibers. There's also the, the end products are, do feel a little bit, bit different. Uh, there's a market, from my point of view, there's a tons of tons of market there. There's a huge need and it's, we are all needed, I suppose. It, also us and, and, but being the, let's say the youngest one as a company in this one. So it's thrilling to be involved here. Thank you for the, uh, mm. the invitation for this one as well, that the talks. I think there's a tons of things to do still. You know, Spinova is kind of where the heading, you know, number one at the moment there. Uh, all the other ones that we are, we have still, I think, years to, to be in the same right. situation, but we're coming here, we're supporting each other. So I think we are not competing at all. We're just supporting each other. And we're going to talk a little bit about collaboration later. I'm glad you brought that up. But I, I want to understand a little bit more about your technology. Yeah. And let, let's don't yeah. don't be scared to to be too technical. Yeah. I well, okay, and let's do not <laughs> go too deep in chemistry or so. But uh, it's uh, kind of how we approach this that we understood that uh, in a bigger concept <coughs> of, of sustainability and and how the textile industry also should become more sustainable. Consumers wants to have it uh, more, uh, more sustainable products. So we first tackled the viscose as such, that knowing that a viscose from the man-made cellulosic fibers as a, as a production of it is, is not very at all, I would say, mm. sustainable. 
uh, and and to we brought there a one way, an alternative way to produce viscose, kind of a viscose uh, a fiber similar, but sustainably without using toxic chemicals. So that was the, the biggest uh, biggest thing there. And also what comes to the feedstock. So that uh, normally you're, you're making viscose from a dissolving pulp, which is, uh, mm. uh, which is uh, which one sort of uh, a pulp, which is a very, let's say also, one could say that it's not the most uh, sustainable pulp. So we, we thought that what, what if we could actually start using uh, a paper pulp, which is more sustainable material than dissolving pulp. And we took it from there, took the, our technology, <coughs> which was invented already over 10 years ago in Aalto University, further developed that one and found out to spin uh, fibers without using, using toxic chemicals. So that's that's our technology in a short. Right. And when we spoke earlier, uh, yeah. you mentioned something, maybe a little bit offhand, it's not really there yet, yeah. but you mentioned something that was really interesting, the potential of recycling mixed uh, yes. materials. That's yeah. an, the huge issue with sustainability is that we have and with cotton and polyester yeah, materials. Exactly. And, and I think, you know, that not only the, the virgin fibers that we are using, we are need, it's, they are needed in, in, in textile production of textiles, but also we need to come up, find the solutions to, to somehow to, to bring those all this textile waste back in life, and and to utilize the huge waste of of, of, of textile, uh, the used piles of textile waste that we have there. With our technology, you actually we found out accidentally. Again, these big innovations quite often happens also to holy macaroni this happens we didn't understand that even this is possible but we understood that with our technology we can actually separate cotton and 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 and, and polyester from each other so right. polycotton uh, uh, waste streams which is the biggest problem at the moment so we could separate them extract them and then have a possibility to take in both ex uh, extractions like the the, the cellulose and uh, the polyester towards to be utilized wow. again. Well, if you succeed, I think that will be a huge breakthrough. And, I hope and, so and too, yeah. Keep working on yeah, that. Thank you, thank you. Um, we're going to talk a little bit more about recycling in a moment, but I want to I just back up a little bit and, and, and maybe explain to the audience and people listening, why is this happening in the Nordics right now? Because what, what we realized, um, we published a report in our last issue of, uh, we, we were able to list uh, 10 or 15 companies coming out of Sweden and Finland uh, that are working on this. Uh, Marika, you support many of these companies in your work with Business Finland. Uh, can you explain a little bit why is this happening right now in, in Finland? Maybe specifically Finland from your perspective. Uh, mainly because of the, our knowledge on the wood, wood itself. And uh, as a Finland, I can speak on behalf of the Finland, so we, don't, we haven't had any gold or oil or anything else. The only thing that we have had as a raw material have been the wood. And we've been investigating, like, uh, for example, for Spinova, we funded the first projects like over, over a decade ago, uh, that what you can actually made, make out of the wood, mm. making meaning that there's something more high value products that actually the paper products. So that is basically the uh, reasoning at the moment. Wonderful. And, uh, how do Business Finland work with supporting these brands? Can you talk a little bit about uh, the uh, the green projects that you have? 
we fund these uh, research projects that the uh, companies do, and also we fund the uh, universities when they work together with the with the companies. And uh, when there is something to show and to looking for the pilots, for example, in these cases with the brands, so then we also make them easier to connect with the brands, find them like a connections. Now in the Nordics, because we don't in Finland, we don't have this textile brands in, mm. in Finland, so we would like to really highly cooperate with the Swedish and the Danish uh, fashion brands and the textile industry. So then we find those connections and is, is the match making those matches. Right. And also the funding is important and that is something that the, we've been able to uh, uh, attract also the investors in Finland to invest in these uh, in, in innovation companies. Uh, for their factories, mm. yeah. Yeah, could you agree that it's our, our heritage with, the, with our, our, our big forests in the north? Mm. Is that why we are so focused on this right now? It's a big factor. Yeah. A lot of the expertise in, in these organizations, including Spinova, comes from uh, that field. Yeah. And trying <laughs> to find ways to, uh, you know, keep the forestry industry alive. Mm. But. But as Olli mentioned, it's not just wood as raw material anymore. It's about uh, recycling textiles. And so, so there is something else there as well. And I think it's just now this whole mechanism of having these companies, if they come from forestry industry at first, that's great. But, but now it's something more. Yeah. And I think Nordics is being uh, increasingly profiled as uh, innovative, innovative space or region for, for fibers and, and yarns and, <coughs> and textiles because of these companies and many others. Yeah. And, and that's great. And that's also why, as Olli said, we're not competitors. We are all kind of building this region to mm. what it is now uh, and in the future together. I, I think it's it's worth just taking a moment to reflect on the, the recycling thing and maybe explain it for people who don't know where we are. Uh, Olli, maybe you can take over. We are in a situation where there's new legislation coming from EU, uh, or at least directives. Um, I believe Finland has uh, moved forward a bit, yeah. bit uh, further on this. And you started already this year on recycling yeah, two textiles. Two years ahead, 2023 yeah. now, yeah. So what is happening here? We, we uh, need to recycle textiles, basically. Yeah, we need to recycle textiles, but of course, how where to get it that, you know, we have a pre-consumer coming, the waste that is coming from the production of, of textile garments and so on. Then we have a post-consumer waste. And now in Finland, they have started already this collection of uh, collecting this one in the, uh, from even from a, from a, uh, uh, from the how would say households and so on. Right. Then they're sorting there. They've been testing this already a few years. So there's a there's already a system going on now. I think it's a more official, and I think Finland is uh, as being the first one. It's a laboratory for now for this whole value chain how to actually make it because it's it's referring but the said that it's it's not that simple and there's a lot of you know phases that needs to be done not only in production of these textile fibers but when we're talking about textile recycling how to where to get them how to collect them how to sort them how to pre-treat them how to then mechanically uh, process them how to chemically process them in before they are actually for example, Spinova could start making day fiber out of it. Right. It's a long, long journey there. But now Finland is starting this. EU is is is, is coming uh, 25, right? That is the whole EU pan uh, uh, system. We do need them as well. This feedstock, this uh, textile uh, 
uh, waste as well. We need to find the solutions to to sustainably manage them and sustainable find a sustainable methodologies to to bring them back in life and back in circulation. Yes, yes. Yeah. I don't think people understand. I mean, first you, you point out very well. This is a very complex issue. Yeah. It's a big issue though because the la latest number I saw was that we recycle only about 1% of all textiles. Yeah, yeah. It's a staggering low yeah, yeah. Uh, number. So th th we need this and you know to to implement these kind of innovations where we take care of the textile, we first have to have the, yeah. the textiles. Yeah. How do you see this will change for the actual consumer, the 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 the, the, the common man, so to speak. Will we, I mean, today in Stockholm, if we go down in in our like uh, garbage rooms, we have like bottles for bins for for uh, you know batteries and glass and so forth. Will there be a textile bin in every house? Do you I think? think that's what's happening in Finland, step by step, gradually as well. There, there will be, right? Yeah. Let's see how it really works and how they will be collected. I think here in. Uh, you already have in shopping centers and so on, you have these pins where you actually can put them and then they are fur taken further from there. And upcycling is needed as well. I think the recycling is not the only thing that we really needed. We need to also thinking about the consumption of, consumption of the you know, textiles and so on so that are maybe using less, maybe making more uh, durable materials and so on. So all everything is needed there. Yeah, that, that's a big issue. Yeah. It's almost like a different session that we <laughs> can, so too, yeah. you can deal with now. We mentioned EU. Um, Jarko, I know you have spent some time trying to understand some of the legislations that are coming out of the EU in the next years, not only with regards to recycling. What do you think fashion brands has to look out for when it comes to uh, the directives from, from EU? Um, yeah, it is. That also is a surprisingly complex area. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there are many pieces like the uh, circular economy action plan, then you have the sustainable uh, textile strategy, and Marika probably knows five or six others mm -hmm. that are mm -hmm. interlinked and sort of are putting the momentum to the same direction, but a lot about green claims and how to substantiate that. Uh, it's a lot about uh, recycled content and recyclability, mm. uh, and it's about uh, making indeed uh, products more durable. Uh, so that's going to impact um, the way that brands need to design clothes, select materials, you know, what trims do you put, what material are those trims, how easy it is to recycle the cloth if you take the trims out. All of these things will come much more top of mind for designers. So mm. I think it's quite fundamental actually, and it's quite soon. In this decade, all of that will happen. It's, it's very soon. The the latest numbers or, or dates I heard was for the bigger companies. This will come. Some of this will come into effect uh, 2024 already. But for more medium-sized companies, probably similar to those exhibiting here, it's 2026. But that's also very soon. And depending on the how aggressive EU will be this will pose a completely new situation for many of these fashion brands. And I think I don't think many of them are are prepared. Um, let's talk about collaboration because in order to achieve any type of change we need a much bigger uh, cross-industry collaboration and, and that's really why we try to have these talks from, from Scandinavian Mind perspective. Uh, Marika, from, from, from your perspective, how would you like to, what, what do you think needs to happen and, and how, what role do you think you can play at, at Business Finland? Uh, 
so far what I have discussed with the, with the people in the industry, so this kind of like a knowledge sharing is definitely needed because the fashion brands don't necessarily know what is available and this who then represents the technology. We don't have that transparency, what is happening in the value chains and what those value chains are and where, where the decisions are made and where the pilots are made. So, and also that the what kind of like uh, even opportunities there are. So that is a bit of a wake because there's a lot of opportunities already mm. that we can sort of like start to pilot. So acknowledgement is something that we definitely need to have in a place and uh, with the discussions. But then also we have now these technologies coming on and the where to pilot, how to scale them up together. So also sharing the cost, sharing the knowledge again. Is there something that when she is learning some, something with the huge textile brands, so it, is that something that can be transparently shared with other other companies in order to speed up this mm. green transition? Because we definitely are in a hurry. Because if we think about these EU regulations, I don't know if there is enough sort of like a production lines to recycle all these items that we are able to implement those regulations and we have something to, se to be so sell. Oli, any, any thoughts here on, on how do you think the industries need to collaborate more? Well, once again, that to op be an open mind mm -hmm. and, and to be ready to, to work together, as I was mentioning, <coughs> we discussed here, that we shouldn't feel each other as a competitors, mm -hmm. but, but working in the same field and trying to support each other. Right. There's a need is huge, right? The demand is such huge there, and, and I think no one is going to be able to do it them by se by themselves. So mm. only one entity or two entities. I think it needs uh, the whole Scandinavian, the whole Nordic should be proud of this one. Of course, number one that what we are doing here, what we have achieved here, if you think about globally, that what Nordics is representing, what comes to the novel uh, textile innovation. So 90, I would say 99% is coming from here. So more collaboration here with technology providers, uh, industries, feedstock, brands, so on. Finland is, uh, we, we are known to, to have a long history in cellulosic, cellulosic materials and, and engineering world. You Swedes the same, but you also taught us how to dress and so on. <laughs> <laughs> if I would say so. So we need each know. other as well. And the Danish are even, you know, more closer to Europe and yeah. so also together. Yeah. So let's let's talk about scale because, I, you know, the change of fashion industry, you know, won't happen unless we have significant scale. Um, I was at the inauguration of uh, one of your colleagues, Renew Cell, had a new factory opening in Sundsvall, north of Sweden. Um, uh, uh, late last uh, late last year, they're recycling uh, uh, cotton, and they said they can only service about 10% of the demand from the fashion industry with their current factory. Jaco, wow. um, from your end on on Spinova, how do you see your roadmap in terms of scaling up this this the, 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 what you're doing? Yeah, um, it is a, a tough question, especially in this economic environment. Mm. Factories tend to cost a lot and take time to build. Mm. Uh, Renewcell have done extremely well getting the right partners along, committed partners uh, with multi-year kind of contracts to, to, to buy their material. Uh, well, they're funded partly by H&M, so I think they have a good uh, yeah, yeah, relation they have there. The right way there, <laughs> sure, but others as well. Yeah. But that's really how, how it is. Uh, to build a factory, you need financing, and to, to get financing, you need 
uh, de-risking, and that mm. usually means long contracts. Yeah. Uh, and when fashion brands uh, design season to season, many seasons a year, mm. um, and look ahead perhaps a year, uh, and we need to look ahead a decade, mm. uh, bridging that gap to work with partners that share the same ambition and vision and share the same commitment to that direction is, is really something that uh, is important, I think, for, for all of these new innovations, including us. Mm. We're uh, unfortunately coming up on the end of, of this session. Uh, there's much more to cover and we only scratched the surface, but our ambition here is really to uh, kick off this, this dialogue and do it here at SIF, one of the most important fashion platforms. I wanted to give each of you a chance to um, share a little bit of an optimism for the next uh, few years. What are you most optimistic about and what are you happy about you know, putting into effect? Maybe start with you, Oli next few years hoping that what you were saying that we could also crack the nut with what comes to the recycled textiles as well and, and hoping that uh, we would find uh, even more wider collaboration with with uh, with all the players in industry just wishing that one that and more uh, from the brands that do have a big role there even more open-minded discussion with with all the brands that are pro all the companies that are providing solutions to this topic good welcome stuff. marika what are you hopeful for in the in the next uh, some kind of like a joint cooperation in a textile industry that they would take this sort of yes. like uh, working together and uh, Getting some kind of like a transpa transparency, maybe with the digital tools or something, but the about the regarding the value chains, but also that we would be able to measure that the sustainability would happen. That would also, in my opinion, encourage the companies to invest in more. And then hopefully we also had this good uh, talk regarding these consumers, so maybe convincing also them with the data with the stories mm. that this is happening already. Yeah. Good stuff, good stuff. Jarko, parting words? Um, I think there is uh, a lot of momentum to the same direction from all of these rele relevant parties. And I, I think there's true transformation happening. Mm. You only see it when it's too late and it's actually the ball is rolling. But I think we are at the beginning of that definitely. And mm. it's great that uh, the snowball is starting in the Nordics and then uh, going from there. The snowball has started in the Nordics. Uh, that rounds up this day's transformation talks and three days of talks here from Scandinavian Mind here at SIF. Uh, like to thank you all for listening and thank you Jarko, Olli and Marika for sharing your thoughts today. Uh, thank you. You've been listening to the Scandinavian Mind podcast with me, Konrad Olsson. Don't forget to sign up to our newsletter. Visit scandinaviamind.com slash newsletter not to miss out on any of our upcoming events. And of course, buy your own copy of Scandinavian Mind issue 4. Everything online. Until next week, goodbye.